Hi everyone. Today we are going to discuss your favorite topic. Uh, I don't know who you are. Listen to this. Um, as in, I don't know you individually, but I know this is your favorite topic, and this is something that you have been discussing day in and day out with all your friends, with everyone. Uh, Prasanna, where did you hear the word nepotism for the first time? Yeah, nepotism. I heard it the first time in Coffee with Karan when Kangana Ranaut was there, and then she was asked about. uh you know i think the question was something around you know who would you uh put in your biopic if you were to put some other actor in your biopic or something and then she's like she she answered that and she said you will play the antagonist the flag bearer of nepotism uh, so that's when i was like what is nepotism so that's when i went in google search and found out that it's like somebody getting undue favor in any industry by virtue of being somebody's son daughter or whatever actually i heard the word in a very uh, different place i heard it in a movie and i'm guessing you heard it in the same movie but in a different language so there's this uh, k balachandra directed hindi film called zara si zindagi yeah which had uh, kamal hasan and uh, anita raj in it and the tamil version was varumai niram sevapu where uh, it had kamal hasan shri devi there's a there's a scene where he's being interviewed by a panel and yeah. uh, they ask increasingly silly questions uh, including what is the capital of uh, denmark and you know stuff like stuff that have no relevance to his work whatsoever he was applying for a clerk's job and he raises this question and they again answer uh, very stupidly by asking him which political party he belonged to and uh, he uh, basically created a ruckus tore all his certificates and he was he screamed at the top of his lungs aapko aap jaise tamam dafturon ko gulamon ki zarurat hai kisi padhe likhe khuddar graduate ki nahi agar aapko apna office chalana hai to school colleges university ko taala lagwa dijiye aur in degreeon ko phad kar apni base paper basket mein phek dijiye education down down nepotism down down lechepism down down democracy down down hindustan zindabad wow okay i didn't realize i didn't, so, i didn't notice that till now huh? so that's that's where i heard the word for the first time of course i looked it up for the first time uh, when we all watched that uh, coffee with karan episode where uh, she raised a very valid point so having said that it has existed since the longest time and it has kind of uh, made careers it has uh, broken careers uh, the first talking movie they are called talkies uh, the first talkie Uh, in uh, the indian film industry probably is alamara which was uh, in the early which was made in the early 30s and one young man in that film was by the name of prithviraj kapoor and he started a dynasty which still continues he ensured that his uh, sons were in the business raj kapoor uh, shammi kapoor shashi kapoor and it just went on Yeah. and similarly there are uh, many other dynasties that developed gradually i mean there's the other parallel kapoor khandan uh, where surinder kapoor was uh, shammi kapoor's wife's manager and okay. uh, surinder kapoor's son is of course boni kapoor and uh, anil kapoor uh, one producer one hero and and the story goes on so, so there has been a number of such examples yeah i think these examples do exist in the uh, tamil film industry as well like one of the popular actors i think two names come to my mind when i was growing up the kind of uh, people that made it big courtesy nepotism 
uh one is uh, vijay who's like a superstar right now so his father was uh, a, a leading director called sh chandrashekar uh but he had to fight it out in the industry and you know and he made it reasonably big i, I wouldn't say he was like in the a lister or listers among directors but he was like one of the successful ones um and he was known for a lot of courtroom dramas and stuff like that so he launched his son uh you know with this movie called naale teerpu um and then he made a series of movies for his son um you know a lot of them are movies that i wouldn't want to watch with my family but he did make a lot of those movies and not many of them were successful uh until he got one of the bigger box office success this movie called puve unakkaga uh so that was like you know vijay's first successful movie and after that i think he just kept giving out one hit after the other and then he just got he found he cracked this formula of uh, you know this he was a good dancer so he could uh, use that and then he could sing a bit as well because his mom was a singer so i think somehow he now he's like a really huge star in the tamil industry similarly dhanush that though you know everybody knows because of kolaveri d and then he acted in ranjana uh, and stuff like that so dhanush is uh, uh is the son of a director called kasturi raja so he uh, again launched his son in this movie called tullu dolame again not something that i watched with my family um so he uh, you know acted in a bunch of like really questionable movies and then somehow because of his acting abilities he established himself and now he's a force to reckon with uh not just in the tamil industry and now he's uh, become you know you know lyricist singer and you know producer and so on and so forth so these are two names that comes to my mind as far as um, nepotism in the south indian film industry comes and then of course the uh, there's the rest of south specifically uh, one industry that comes to mind is the telugu film industry where telugu superstar krishna and his son mahesh babu and uh, this this i i was made aware of this whole family tree called the dagubati akineni family tree where yeah. you have Na- nagarjuna his father akineni nagashwara rao and then then there's rana dagubati there's uh, venkatesh who is apparently a dagubati then there's suresh babu a whole host of people were a part of the same family and working in films yeah and you know not just that right there are so many examples like there is nt ramarao from telugu uh, yeah, his son balakrishna he mm. was launched and he got a you know uh, you know like i only watch his clips which a lot of people do some of them mm. are like very funny um, yeah. but <laughs> so you know like there are clips where he does you know really unimaginable things like you know there's one where he sends a train back by just taking the name of a lord uh, and then there is one more scene where he's tied up to a chair and then there is a time bomb with a start stop and pause button he pushes himself down takes a pellet in his mouth and just spits it with accurate uh, aim and then it goes and hits the stop button on the time bomb so there are yeah. all kinds of stuff that he has done and then there is um, uh, you know junior ntr his his ntr's grandson yeah um, i think this is you know it's there in other industries as well like kannada has its fair share like uh, the the famous kannada superstar rajkumar uh, mm-hmm. i think uh, you know he became i mean he was like a huge star and i think the non south part of india got to know about 
uh, him a lot when this after um, his death yeah after his death or even before that when he was uh, kidnapped by Veerappan yes uh, yes so yes. i think that was also pretty um Well, you know, known. That was well known. Yeah, a lot of people read about that. Mm-hmm. So his sons. So he has. He was. He was fondly called Anna Avru. Uh, Anna means elder brother, and Anna Avru is a respectful way of uh, addressing Rajkumar. He launched two of his sons. One is called Shiv Rajkumar. He is fondly called as Shivanna, and Puneet Rajkumar, who is fondly called as Appu. So mm-hmm. these guys are also like big stars and actors right now, and you know, and beneficiaries of nepotism. Uh, and you know, Malayalam films are. are uh, not an exception either like all the leading uh, stars like the younger ones uh, today if you see like i'm sure people that watch malayalam films closely would know about a uh, fahad fasil or a prithviraj sukumaran or dulkar all these guys are uh, you know beneficiaries of nepotism fahad fasil's father fasil was a was a big director prithviraj sukumaran's uh, father sukumaran was a uh, was a very famous actor and so was tulkar's uh, father was like the mamuka or uh, mamuti uh, yeah. as he was called yeah. so so that industry has been there as well except that this industry uh, i mean in malayalam these are good actors as well over and above being beneficiaries of nepotism yeah these particularly these three that you mentioned are all uh, phenomenal actors I and mean, fahad fasil is one of the best uh, actors in this subcontinent right now uh, dulkar has done fairly well for himself uh, prithviraj again phenomenal actor who has proved himself for like almost i, I think almost a decade and a half now if not more did you watch ayyappanam koshin yes yes it's, i think yeah. what a performance yeah like he, he yes. played this guy who was like so privileged and stuff like which he is in real life but the character was like mm. just bringing out that aspect which was so well i think yeah sorry I, and I and deviate. and he's no no he's he's uh, he's completely coming into his own uh, i think he did more macho uh, kind of a roles earlier but now yeah. he's coming into his own and breaking his image and uh, you know go uh, to completely different roles although i think ayappanam koshyam biju menon uh, did a you know phenomenally you know slightly better job than him but uh, prithviraj was really good So I think Bijumenan's of... role was by design it was a better role. So the, that movie belongs to Ayappan actually. You see Ayappan Iris Bijumenan's character is like the central pivotal role uh, and all the hype about uh, what is you know like this guy who is uh, Mudichur Madan or somebody who's like a almost like a beast uh, that yeah. um, you know does that for the right cause and stuff like that. So yeah. I think he lived up to all the hype that's there in that movie. Yeah. Uh, If you're wondering, Ayappanam Koshim is there on Amazon Prime Video. Do watch it. Yeah. So all of these happen to be good actors, but they are products of nepotism as well. That is another aspect we'll get back to later. But uh, incidentally, along with the acting part of the film industry, nepotism seemed to have an influence on almost all the other departments. Specifically, music uh, exploitation, favoritism has always been a part of the music industry. There are stories about uh, uh great uh, greatly powerful singers like Lata Mangeshkar and Asha Bhosle and many other music directors and singers asserting their uh, power and control uh, to ensure that outsiders and beginners don't get a lot of chances there are singers like Suman Kalyanpur uh, there are singers like Vani Jairam 
there are uh, so many other very talented singers who it is said uh, couldn't get uh, the kind of breaks that they deserve just because these powerful singers asserted their weight and and their dominance uh, of course there's no there's no clear proof of these things but th- there is a lot of discussion online and elsewhere and people have been talking about these things for ages yeah i think the discussion in the south film industry uh, has not been uh, specific to a specific family like in this case uh, you know lata mangeshkar and asha bhosle uh, but in in uh, in the south industry it's like you know there was a lot of domination of singers that came from um, you know from andhra pradesh and you know telugu speaking singers is, is again these are discussion points nobody has a proof if that was true or not like you know starting from a time when uh, am raja and then there was pb srinivas these two singers dominated the tamil film industry along with uh, the telugu film industry as well and you know like i was telling you those days till like um, late 80s uh, a lot of south indian films across all four lang- major i don't have any proof but these mm. are phenomenal singers and yes janaki uh, you know like I, i know we have had discussions about how you sometimes confuse uh, uh, get confused between s janaki's voice and uh, asha bhosle's voice and yes like, s janaki was uh, her work with bappi daddy is pretty prolific and uh, incidentally the song yaar bina chain kahan re was sung by bappi daddy as well as uh, s janaki okay it sounds like asha bhosle but it's it is s janaki oh okay. i had no idea till like till that. you till you mentioned it i i, I was comfortably assuming that it was uh, asha bosley yeah. so in in favor of uh, so they say in favor of as janaki and uh, and uh, p sushila uh, you know there was this singer called jensi jensi is uh, a singer from kerala and she made it huge in uh, in the tamil film industry when she was singing for uh, elirajas music in a bunch of movies including the famous movie called johnny uh, which had rajnikanth and shri devi she had like some you know a big hit number in that मूवी कॉल्ड एन वाणी ले ओरे वेन मिला एंड शी हैड सेवरल अदर हिट्स एज वेल शी इज सॉन्ग लाइक सम 90 सॉन्ग्स बिटवीन यू नो द डिफरेंट साउथ इंडियन लैंग्वेजेस बट शी हैड लाइक हर हिट रेट वाज जस्ट फिनोमिनल बिकॉज़ शी हैड लाइक सम देयर समथिंग मैजिकल अबाउट हर वॉइस सो शी वाज लाइक रियली मेकिंग इट बिग बट सडनली शी गॉट साइडलाइंड इज व्हाट अ लॉट ऑफ पीपल से but they also say that you know it happened also because she couldn't stay in chennai she went back to kochi and she just stayed there and stuff like that and she was expecting her to be called multiple times despite she being in a place which from where she can't just make it the next day or the same day and stuff like that we don't know which which theory is true but a lot of people say that she got sidelined because of this whole um, clout that uh, janaki and sushila had uh but somehow uh, you know there were other singers from kerala who made it big after that in tamil film industry which is sujatha and kes chitra who are both from kerala made it big after that um, but somehow this jency you know got sidelined in fact uh, her son found out that his mom was a phenomenal singer only when he went to college and there were a lot of tamil students and they were listening to songs and then hey that sounds like my mother and then he went and asked her then she told him yeah i have sung songs in many of elirajah's songs so that's when her own son found out that she was a prolific singer so that's the kind of you know story that we are talking about as far as uh, favoritism goes uh, so far uh, we have been talking about the influence of nepotism across various industries but uh, there is the other side to this argument as well 
which we would like to cover which is that uh, nepotism nepotism by itself is not the whole story it has had its impact it had affected a lot of careers and caused a lot of failures and successes but nepotism by itself never guaranteed success it never did uh, we know many products of nepotism uh, who have failed miserably as a matter of fact uh, the the list is uh, fairly long the list is even longer than the products of nepotism who have actually who actually Based became success stars. yeah yes yeah. of course probably the biggest name in in these quote and quote failures is uh, kumar gaurav who is rajendra kumar's son who became a big success big hit with that first film love story and then he kept getting relaunched uh, one film after another but none of them worked mm-hmm. and then today uh, some uh, 40 years later he is still remembered uh, when his name comes up people just think of that one film rajiv kapoor raj kapoor's other son while rishi kapoor and nadhir kapoor succeeded uh, rajiv kapoor uh, failed it was his first film ram teri ganga mili again just that one film all the other films flopped and even raj kapoor never experimented with him he could have he was such an influential director he could have kept pushing him but he the audience just didn't take him so he couldn't push him as a producer which also uh, brings me to the, to the point that uh, at the end of the day uh, it's a, a a business decision but again i'm assuming that there are a lot of failed star kids in the south indian film industries as well yes there are like you know this guy who played katappa in bahubali his name is satyaraj yes uh, so yeah. he launched his son cb raj in uh, late 90s i think or mid 90s late 90s somewhere there uh, okay. i think he was you know just not accepted like back to back flops and he just couldn't act and stuff like that then he was sent to Uh, a few acting schools abroad for him to learn acting and you know many other coaching classes and he was relaunched with a bunch of remakes and other movies that you know that he could act in so i think he got many opportunities i think he still he he found moderate success in recent times with some movies but i think the fact that there was someone to lift him up every time he failed and you know he could get relaunched again and you know he could be sent for you know these courses and stuff so i think you know an outsider obviously wouldn't would be able to afford these things or even you know get launched so many times so and similarly bharatiraj's son manoj he he launched him in a you know in a with a huge fanfare in one of his movies called taj mahal uh, and uh, you know he had uh, uh, riya sen opposite him and then you yeah. also got uh, ar rahman to compose music for that movie that had like brilliant songs but still the movie didn't do well uh, and then he also made another i mean he he was a part of a few other movies and then uh, bhartra just still made a second attempt with this movie called ali arjuna he again went with went for rahman i think rahman this time just decided to use up some of his uh, hindi tunes so he ended up giving away some songs from a combination of pukar and dori sajake rakhna tunes was given to this movie uh, mm-hmm. and then they made uh, uh, this uh, you know so that made the music of this movie in terms of songs and that, that again bombed at the box office it had this richa pellod girl uh, act, acting against him this monoj yeah. guy who's marga mm-hmm. jason so again that didn't work so basically he's another failed uh, star kid the, you know and uh, that didn't do well for these guys so yeah south yeah. india has had 
a fair share as well i think in the hindi film industry also for every successful star kid there's at least uh, you know about 8 to 10 uh, star kids who failed i mean even tabassum uh, i don't know whether you would remember she used to do this talk show called pool uh, kile gulchan gulchan she was in the 50s she was a child star and uh, then after that she did this very successful talk show as a matter of fact probably indian television's first uh, celebrity talk show called pool kile gulchan gulchan she uh, launched her son sometime in the 80s that didn't work out mahindra kapoor was a very uh, successful playback singer he was uh, considered another rafi in terms of his stardom and terms of his success he launched his son rohan kapoor with govinda in a film called love it is the film was uh, fairly successful but he bombed and you know uh, there were i think three or four more other films but none of them worked so the the list is very long uh, on the flip side the outsiders at least the talented lot a lot of them have done fairly well uh, in the hindi film industry and some of the most powerful names in the film industry are all outsiders amitabh bachchan didn't have a, a family member in the industry that we know of uh, shahrukh khan didn't have a, a filmmaker father or uncle or whatever they were all outsiders irfan khan uh, was an outsider so i think yeah but these guys are outsiders but look at what you know mr bachchan has done now like he i mean i know he didn't launch abhishek bachchan but you know the fact that you know people would think re amit uncle ka beta hai to usko le lete hain and then some but he would have you know like the fact that you know he still got jp datta to launch his son and then he also got so many other movies despite getting back to back flops till the time that this movie happened which was like you know it was like a cricket team uh, you know in terms of the lead star cast and that was his first movie and then somehow this uh, dhoom series happened uh i think he also had like many chances right and just because he was quote and quote amit uncle's son uh, if he was somebody else he wouldn't have got that opportunity right uh that is true but i have two things to say to that one is in any discipline any field any industry any business if you are an influential person it's not about what should happen it's about what happens So in any trade, in any industry, in any business, anywhere, if you're an influential person and a successful person, uh, you would want to ensure that your children uh, get into the same field. If if it's a profession with a lot of potential to earn a lot of money and success, you would obviously want your children to be a part of it. That is one. The second point that I have to that is that it's also a lot to do with commerce. Uh, if it's a big ticket big banner film a producer would always want to push his film down the audience's throat that's his job that's like selling anything else so the producer who more often than not has a lot of casting clout would want to cast a name which he could sell to the audience now uh, any star kid it's very easy to sell it to the audience saying that uh, falane star ka beta launch ho raha hai mm. and that would ensure a certain amount of opening i mean it's a, the business angle is pretty clear so uh, the outsider versus target logic doesn't really apply for the big ticket commercial movies yes if uh, it, it does apply to movies based on merit like the films that we call uh, you know parallel movies art house movies or uh, you know indie cinema whatever you want to call it those are the directors who have been employing 
outsiders since the very beginning. I mean, if you look, look at Sham Benegal, if you look at Govind Nani, if you look at Anurag Kashyap, Dibakar Banerjee, Hansal Mehta, all of these people have been actively employing outsiders. So if an outsider, today's day and age, if they're talented, it makes more sense for them to go for that kind of cinema rather than the big ticket films where it won't make business sense for a producer to push them as a fresh face. Yeah, I think that's true. I think commercially that makes sense because I think if somebody has a famous last name, it does guarantee a little bit of, uh, you know, I think initial, you know, at least people walking in, right? Like, um, you know, I think when, uh, you know, Alia Bhatt, for example, when she was launched, um, you know, or uh, David Dhawan's son, Varun Dhawan, both of them happened to be in the same movie. So there is some curiosity and, you know, there have been bigger names as well, like, you know, of uh, people that are getting launched or star kids getting launched. Not all star kids get, an, you know, a, a reasonably good uh, initial response, like Shakti Kapoor's daughter didn't get that level of welcome because she did a few movies, like, I don't know, she made... I mean, till she acted in Ashiki 2, I think she didn't, not many people even knew that she was Shakti Kapoor's daughter, right? I think she acted in some love ka the end. But hmm. uh, honestly, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, till that film happened, uh, she didn't even properly register as a star kid. And gradually, I mean, when, when she came into the news and when all of this came out and she being she started being labelled as a star kid as well. But this point that you made about uh, Alia was also true about Abhishek because I remember when we were, uh, you know, our career had just begun, we were just first jobs or second jobs or whatever. It's during that phase when this guy was launched, uh, Abhishek was uh, launched or about to get launched and we were, I remember being very excited, we were all excited because we were Bachchan fans and we wanted to see uh, what his son would do on screen. And all of us went as a group to watch Refugee. It's a different matter that we came away uh, somewhat disappointed. Uh, but but so the thing is, there's a lot to do with the excitement of the audience to watch their favorite heroes, kid on screen and what they would do, at least for the first film. Yeah, I think in, in, uh, in Refugee specifically, I think in the first trailers and stuff, they didn't show uh, Abhishek Bachchan's face. I think they just started with these dialogues that these two are saying, like, Upar wale ke whatever, something he says. And then hmm. she says something about or something. So I think, yeah. I remember they used to do that. And then eventually they showed the faces. I think initial trailers, I think they, they kept that also a little secret, like, Amitabh Bachchan's son and Karishma Kapoor's uh, sister. I mean, I'm, I think that generation knew Karishma Kapoor more than uh, Randhir Kapoor, I'm guessing. Uh, so I think that was an easier, relatable stuff. So, yeah. yeah. So I think that kind of guarantees a little bit of curiosity and people going to watch. So, yeah. So I think a lot of it depends on the viewership. Indian cinema is to a large extent audience dependent. I'm not considering the whole OTT revolution here. I'm just talking about cinema in theatres, what has been happening all these years. A star is a star when an audience goes out there, spends his money, watches him on screen and keeps watching him and brings his friends to watch him uh, or her, so on and so forth. And that's how stardom kinds of sets up 
and uh, this logic applies to nepotism it applies to outsiders it applies to everything so uh, if nawazuddin siddiqui is uh, not as successful as tiger shroff i can't believe i'm speaking both of these names in the same breath but they did appear in one film together but then the reason nawazuddin siddiqui doesn't have probably as much or as massive box office uh, as tiger shroff is also because a larger number of people go there and watch tiger shroff's movies right so i think as an audience if we feel that justice is not being given to outsiders and all the attention is being taken away by star kids we should actually go out and watch those kind of movies we should give preference slash attention to the kind of movies which have a smaller budget smaller movies where they bring in outsiders and new actors and all of that say if there's a ship of theseus and bagi 4 or 10 uh, running in the same theater which would you go to watch i mean more often than not people would choose bagi uh, unfortunately yeah But i then, think uh, i think you know uh, you know in essence i think what i hear from you is you know the fact that the onus is on the audience Uh, on you know what they want to watch and you know i think i'd probably conclude by saying we kind of get the stars and actors that we deserve and that's you know like how they say about political leaders right exactly like that so we decide to watch some um stars movies over a movie which for good content or some brilliant actor i think it's you know it's it's our choice i think end of the day collectively as audience i think we are the ones that make or break a star or actor true Agree. Cool. I hope you guys liked listening to our discussion on favoritism and nepotism. Looking forward to coming up with another episode uh, on this podcast. Thank you. Thank you.